0: All right, y'all know the deal. Uh, Gonna kick this off, shouting out a couple of uh, hunting brands that I'm proud to be working with and, um, and really lucky to be using their product. You should definitely check them out. All right, first up, the Onyx Hunt app, all right? The number one GPS hunting app. It is so for a reason. Know where you stand with the Onyx Hunt app. All right. Um, I'm in the middle of Turkey season, spring Turkey season here in New York. And, um, you know, I'm still having fun, you know, on was having fun using it because Onyx is always coming out with some uh, cool new features. Um, you know, like, for example, recently within the past year, Onyx um, has a 3D version of the map. So you could switch from from a satellite map to I mean, from a 2D style map to a 3D. Style map, all right. Um, check it out. Um, I've mentioned them before. I've mentioned before that the app is available on all mobile devices iOS and Android. Um, you can sign up for Onyx either through your mobile device, like I said, iOS or Android, or on their website at www.onexmaps.com. Check them out. Know where you stand, all right. Next up, nor'easter game calls, uh, another great company. Mark is is a brother from Maine who makes these custom game calls, um, crow calls, uh, grunt calls for deer, uh, turkey calls like turkey box calls, pot calls, all beautiful pieces of art. I call them Um, dude is always grinding in his shop every night, putting out some beautiful custom gear. I've had the pleasure of working with him this uh, just before the spring season started, put my logo on a pot call came out beautiful beautiful i know a couple of you guys have had the opportunity to claim one for yourselves i highly recommend you head over to com and uh snag yourself uh snag yourself one while supplies last um if you really want to get a look at what uh mark's work looks like um visit him on instagram that's at northeastergamecalls. you know what i'm saying uh, I really like the calls. They sound great. I'm um, having fun using them, having fun learning how to use them properly because, you know, I'm still a fairly new turkey hunter. Um, and uh, what do you call it? That's that, man. I mean, when you absolutely positively want to get them in close, check out Nor'easter Game Calls. And uh, last but not least, check out Afflictor Broadheads. All right. Um, Afflictor Broadheads is specifically the, the fixed EXT broadhead is a fixed blade broadhead is the broadhead I used when I killed my first turkey last year. Um, it was also the broadhead I used when I missed my, my deer <laughs> during the fall last year. But uh, truth is, they're really strong. They're really sharp. Um, oh, and when I say sharp, here's a quick uh, PSA. Be careful with your broadheads. They are, ve- regardless of what brand you're using, um, they are really, really sharp. My dumbass the other day was uh really careless. Um and uh not paying attention, I was messing with my arrows in the quiver, all right, with the broadheads on. And um I ended up slicing up my thumb. Nothing that requires stitches or anything like that, but it was definitely a bleeder. Um and it hurt. You know what I'm saying? Got a boo boo. All right. But uh to back to what i was saying check out Afflictor broadheads all right um their website is www.afflictorbroadheads.com um i'm pretty sure you will be impressed right, so if you're new to bow hunting um actually if you're new to hunting in general and you mess around with social media or you um you know you if you if you get the opportunity to talk to a bunch of people you've probably probably come across well especially on social media you've probably come across um one two or who am i kidding you have probably come across a whole bunch of uh hunting organizations that are out there um especially nonprofit hunting organizations um there are two um i'm not going to go in depth into into what they're about as um I highly recommend that you do the research yourself and decide, um, you know, whether or not you'd like to be a member, because that's exactly what I did. Um, And I don't want to I don't want to force. First of all, I don't like forcing product on people. So like my previous plug, um, those are products just so you know, those are products that I use and I thoroughly enjoy um, and just, you know, recommend them. Um, I make no money from it, um, but uh, what I'm what I'm talking about right now, like I said, are are these nonprofit hunting organizations, two of which, one I am actually a member of the local chapter now. Um, the second one, I will be a member before. Uh, what do you call it? The end of the day today. Um, the first one I'm talking about is Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Um, I got the opportunity to interview lan tawny last year for the podcast he is the president and ceo of backcountry hunters and anglers and i am a member of the new york chapter the new york chapter of bha you, you'll hear it referred to often as bha um go ahead to their website um i'll put the link in the show notes check them out um learn what they're about uh learn about um what uh maybe they're doing in your city or state and see if there's, you know, any possibility you might want to become a member, um, you know, organizations like that can always use new uh, new people, great people that are willing to not only, um, you know, donate money through their through their membership, but also maybe donate their time, especially if they believe in hunting and uh, wildlife conservation the um second organization which is the one that by like i said by this afternoon i will definitely be a member of is the nwtf uh the national Wild now the national wild turkey federation um this organization does a lot in regards to you guessed it wild turkeys all right um they uh over the last couple of months their website has been instrumental in me just learning about turkeys um for for me to be able to hunt them like you know to learn about the different species of turkey to learn about um you know the different characteristics of a turkey the differences between a male and a female turkey you know a tom and a hen um uh, a tom and a helen a jake and a hen right i hope i got that right helen (laughs) um uh different things like learning about turkey calling you know what i'm saying so um again do your own research i will put the the link to their website um in the show notes um it's a fairly inexpensive membership fee i believe uh backcountry hunters and anglers was 35 bucks a year and the nwtf is the same thing but the amount of knowledge that you'll get exposed to is priceless all right check them out what up what up what up welcome y'all to episode 60 of when the hunt calls the only hunting podcast hosted by a middle-aged black guy from new york city and i am said black guy your host cliff cadet happy friday everybody listen if it is your first time listening to an episode of when the hunt calls why why did you do it to yourself i don't know a damn thing about hunting no Uh, I know very, very little. Uh, What I know is a drop in a bucket, a drop in the sea, actually. But I'm having a lot of fun learning. Um, And I'm glad that, again, if it's your first time listening, that you are tuning in to learn with me, Um, tuning in to just kind of kind of be introduced to some really cool people. Um, I mean, the people I interview um hey it might be their first time hunting but it's just really cool to just get some new perspectives uh fresh perspectives um you know i just like to interview people that i just think it'd be cool to talk to you know what i'm saying um if you are a return listener a subscriber to the podcast i truly appreciate you coming back uh you know week after week to listen in on the conversations, all right? So to both of y'all, uh, new listeners, old listeners, regular listeners, subscribers, whatever you may be, um, hey, if you haven't already, um, head over to the review section of whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast. Hook a brother up with a five-star rating. Um, if you're feeling truly generous, hook a brother up with a dope review. Um, I'd really appreciate it. And um, hey, if this particular episode doesn't float your boat, there are a bunch of other episodes. Um I've got I've gotten the opportunity to interview some really cool people. Um if you know anything about hunting, um, for example, yeah, I'm gonna name drop. I got the opportunity to interview Randy Newberg. Um, you know what I'm saying, really awesome dude. Um got the opportunity to, as I mentioned earlier in this episode before I even kicked it off, uh Lantani, the president and CEO of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. I've even had um a former nfl player um what do you call it on here trent cole trent cole was a player for the philadelphia eagles um but i won't hold that against him uh because you know i'm a giants fan but go ahead go back enjoy those episodes all right check it out um all right so like i said before it's episode 60 got another dope guest for you guys um he is reynolds santana Uh, sounds like a new rapper out there um (laughs) what do you call it kind of like joel santana if you know anything about hip-hop but um yeah reynolds santana is a hunter um out of the pacific northwest um oregon to be specific by ways of new orleans Louisiana. yes dude is from new orleans but um he's from new orleans but he lives out in oregon now um he has this uh instagram page called release and fly um really great dude um uh, and whatnot and i really wanted to speak to him i know i'm all the way out here out east you know what I'm saying new york city and he's all the way out in um you know oregon and whatnot but hey dude kind of kind of piqued my curiosity wanted to speak to him um you know talk to him a little bit pick his brain and whatnot and do obliged and i greatly appreciate it all right so here it is episode 60 with my guest reynolds santana all right ladies and gentlemen join me in welcoming uh my guest reynolds santana what's going on brother what's going on man i'm good here in the northwest i hear you i hear you oh uh, what do you call it i'm i'm all the way out east you know nyc and whatnot how's everything out there
1: man it's doing lovely man it's wonderful out here in the Northwest. You know, it rains a lot nine months out of the year, but I still get out there, whether it rains, or snow, I'm out there chasing <laughs> elk, baby.
0: I feel you. I feel you. That's that's one of the main reasons I wanted to get up with you. Um, You know what I'm saying? I came across your your profile on Instagram. Um, Got a lot of great content, positive content, and you're from Oregon, correct?
1: I'm originally from New Orleans, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, okay.
0: okay. So, uh...
1: I was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm um, Dominican-American, so I'm Latin. I'm Dominican. Um, English is my first language. Spanish is my second language. So if anybody thinks I can speak Spanish, I'm horrible.
0: <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. All right. So Hang then what brought, what brought you all the way from Louisiana to, um, to Oregon? Katrina, man.
1: Katrina hit, and I lost everything in the storm, and I had a buddy of mine, and he said, look, man, I think it's time to leave the South. You know, I think, you know, I was young and my homie's just like, let's, let's just go. And I, I came in the Northwest and I was just like, all right, I'm here. I was young, you know, in my 20s, just trying to experience life, trying to understand where I wanted to be in my life and stuff. And then, you know, I'm having a kid, being a dad, being a, you know, being a father and just taking care of my son now. And I've been just doing that, just working and then, What's kind of funny, because I always was the hunting, because, like, down south, I hunted deer and alligators and stuff like that, and hog hunting with rifles and stuff. And then when I came to the northwest, I just seen a lot of these guys bow hunting. And I'm just like, man, what with these guys want to bow hunt all the time? <laughs> and, you know, I started, I had a job uh, working for a DHL, and a boss of mine, he was a, a avid bow hunter. And uh, he was just like, yo, he was just like, you should try it out. I tried it, and I was hooked instantly. I could not stop doing it. I couldn't stop. I would go to the bow range and spend probably three to four hours just shooting the a 20-yard indoor range until I got a bullseye. And I just kept going and going and going, and I just couldn't stop it. And I was just – I got addicted to it. And then I saw an elk. And then once I saw an elk, that was, that even drove me up the wall, man. I was just like, I, I became an elk <laughs> addict. I couldn't, like, see, it's like a mythical c- creature in a sense. I couldn't believe the beauty of this animal. And a friend told me, man, have you ever tasted elk before? I said, nah. He gave me a, some elk backstrap. And I was just like, yo, can I get more of this? He's like, yeah, you can get more of this. Go get, a, go get your hunting license. Go get a tag. You can get all of it you want every year. <laughs> But Yo. you, I mean, you elected to tell me, uh Northwest, the the thick the brush is thick out here, man. You know, mm. it's really thick and it's not an easy place to hunt. Not at all. But it's challenging and I keep going out year after year to snag my elk. All
0: right, all right. Listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna push pause on that part of the story of the interview right now. And I wanna backtrack okay. a little bit. All right, let's backtrack all the way to um new orleans all right how'd you get into hunting when you were down south is it something you grew up with um or is it something you got into later in life
1: um how i started hunting in new orleans is just uh growing up with my friends uh their dads Uh, my dad didn't hunt um but their dads did so i just kind of just hung out with them and i went on hunting trips with them and stuff like just because i lived in pretty much next to the swamp so I would get up and just go out in the swamps and go hunt with my friends dads or my just or just my friends
0: so what do you what do you primarily hunt when you're out there in the swamps
1: uh there's deer um
0: hold bro. on deer in deer in swamps
1: yeah believe it or not you can come across some deers in a swamp and it's just kind of crazy when you do see one and there's these guys that just knows what they're doing you know what I mean like is they just go out there and do it and then I want to say, I want to say my teenage years, I started hunting in the stands. And that's when the kind of the game changed for me right there with deer hunting, hunting in stands. And that, when I got in my first stand, I was like, I was instantly hooked to deer hunting after that. I was like, oh my God, this
0: is the best thing, you know? Wow. Wow. And um, is it, so hunting from a stand, like how, how? different is it because i guess if you're in the swamps are you just like running and gunning most of the time or like how's it how's it or were you hunting from like a blind when you're on the on the ground like how's it work
1: um i hunted from blinds uh primarily but we hunted stands you know because basically what my friend's dad they would bait the deer and they would come out right to the edge of the swamp where kind of the land and the swamp kind of met and that's Uh when we broke it all right, right then and then.
0: Ah, uh, I see. See, I'm not used to um hearing about baiting. Well, I hear about baiting, but I don't, uh, it's illegal here in New York. So it's, it's like, that's why it's always like kind of new to me when you do that, when you do that. So you can hunt over bait, basically.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they do it anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been so long, but I remember as a kid, a lot of people did it. And I, I mean, it might be illegal back then too, but that's the way i learned how to hunt is just through them and these guys are just seasoned i mean growing up with my friends as dads they were just seasoned hunters and they just knew what they were doing they just had an idea they every year they were were successful every year there was never a year that they never got anything whether it was the deer hog or alligator
0: Mm. was it more was it more for like just for you know the joy of hunting that these guys were out there or was it more they were trying to feed the i mean fill the freezer feel the uh feed their family stuff like that
1: there are you know to be honest some of my friends i mean i was a little bit more fortunate or whatever but my friends weren't as fortunate as me so they they hunted to fill that freezer up you know and it, it wasn't just for sport they really was hunting to fill they hunted to fill their freezers up that's how they ate, you know. And I mean, like, when we say fill a freeze up, we're not just talking about just a, like a little chest freezer. They filled the whole entire freezer up, and it lasts them almost a year.
0: Wow. All the game they, they you know. See, I, could, I definitely respect that. And it's funny because um, my wife, see, I'm new to Bond, and my wife doesn't necessarily agree with it. And not because, like, she's against hunting or anything like that. But she feels like being where we live, where we're at. And stuff like that. It's not necessary, but she totally respects like um for she totally respects folks, respects hunters for who you know hunting is a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? They have to do it. They need to do it in order to feed their families and whatnot. But that that's cool to know you came up like that. That because it's funny because growing up, as far as I knew, none of my friends' families hunted. Uh, they didn't fish anything like that. Like it was it was totally totally new to me it wasn't until as a matter of fact um 2019 may of 2019 that i actually went fishing for the first time me and my family went on a, a a charter and we went out fishing and that was the first time i'd ever done it wow yeah and that's so i'll be 45 this summer so that i was uh 42 at the time 42 year old man going fishing for the first time
1: it's like well, it's almost like a kid on uh, Christmas Day
0: yeah <laughs> facts facts so all right so you you know katrina you realize um you know your boy brings up a point time to make make some life changes and whatnot especially when it comes to locale so you end up in oregon right so what's the first animal you hunted out in oregon
1: uh it was the first animal i ever hunted was an elk
0: oh here. it was all um,
1: right yeah um and i had like some um some rough times hunting here in in, uh, here in Oregon, um, the first time I ever hunted, bow hunted uh, elk in Oregon, I had the most uh, tragic situation happen me when I was hunting. I mean, like nothing bad, but I came across an elk, and I was really kind of cocky at the time with my shooting and stuff or whatever. Um, I, sh- you know, I only brought one arrow with me, and that was a dumb thing to do. You should never bring Whoa, one arrow
0: with okay. me. Yeah. All
1: right. and, uh, so, if any of your listeners out there listening, you know, hear my story and and take it with a, you know, take it in stride. Don't yeah. ever go out there one arrow thinking you're gonna able to slay an animal. So, I'm out in Scapoose, Oregon. Um, that's near the coast here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, saw an elk and um, basically uh, shot, hit. You know, didn't know exactly where I placed my shot. I, I I was off. I felt it when I when I came off the release. My hand, my arm wasn't in the position it needed to be in. I was choking the, uh, the ri- the riser on on my bow, and um, when that happened, um, it went off course a little bit. It didn't hit the lung. It didn't hit the area that needed to hit. And you know that elk took off, booking and running. And I spent maybe about eight hours looking for that elk and did not find it.
0: Oh man. Nah, I've, I've heard I've heard stories like that, and everyone that's told me a story like that, they've been like heartbroken and feel bad about it. So I could only imagine how how you felt as well. I mean,
1: at one point, I you know I mean, because I haven't played an elk here in Oregon yet. Okay. Know? So I'm not so gonna how- sit here and tell anybody that I'm like this, you know awesome elk hunter i'm not you know i'm a i'm a goddess out here trying to learn you know and i'm learning on my own and right. i got some friends along the way that kind of help me and stuff or whatever but i'm one of them type of people that have been very gun hole about myself about how i hunt and how i do things and always been the type of person that's very dependent on myself to get it done on my own you know mm-hmm. i will go ask for advice and I, I will go ask for help and if and i will listen to people and stuff whatever but there's something about me When hunting here in the Northwest, because you're stalking animals, it's kind of like almost like a primitive in a sense or whatever, like just really a manly thing that you want to like experience by yourself while you're hunting and stuff or
0: whatever. And it's just going out there and getting the animal,
1: try to fill that freezer up.
0: I hear you. Well, one, I appreciate your honesty, you know what I'm saying? But then I also appreciate your determination of, you know, you want to learn, you want to get out there and, you know, you're doing it. Um... Is it difficult to pull an elk tag? Like is it like a uh, like I hear sometimes about out in out west like um you got to draw a tag and stuff like that or is it something you just get over the counter and that's it? I get a general
1: archery tag here over here in the northwest um and that's like the beginning of the season like right at the summer ends here in Oregon is like the the beginning of elk season for bow hunting and anybody can get an elk tag. It's it's right over the counter.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Is it is it expensive? Like, can I ask how much does a elk tag in Oregon normally run
1: for a resident? I I want to say I spent last year like I think like fifty seven dollars. Oh wow. Tag.
0: And, and what is 20, it? What is it for out of
1: state? Like, I'm not sure on the out of state. I have I don't I have no idea. Uh, I never did look into that because I live here in the northwest. <laughs> I can no, imagine
0: it's a pretty penny, though. Yeah, that's the trend that I uh, that I've seen, like in every in every town in every state. That out of state tags, they beat you over the head with the price. And I wonder if it's basically because I mean, even if it this is even before COVID, the prices were O.D. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder if it's to deter competition for locals or just. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I try to wrap, wrap my head around it to know why the, t- uh, the tag prices are so steep for, for out-of-state hunters. But, hey, I'll, I'll figure it out one day. But um... I, I,
1: Trust me, because I, I, I've been wanting to hunt some different uh, states and stuff as well. And, I mean, like, I'm literally, like, maybe, like, 20, 30 minutes away from, uh, from Vancouver, Vancouver, Washington. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the tags just to get a, a license is like about three or four hundred bucks, and not to mention just Damn. the tag itself. So,
0: That's I'm crazy.
1: And it's, I mean, I tell you one thing the Northwest, I mean, it's a beautiful beautiful landscape, man. If you ever had the chance, come out here and see it for yourself. I mean, it's like a hunter's like dream to hunt out here. It's West Coast hunting. It's just like you, you can't beat it. I mean, because you got to recon terrain out here, whether it's like wet to dry and it's just and it's, it's a vast state both of them you know it's just crazy how the temperatures changes here it's a lot of things that happen here when you're hunting and stuff as far as like sometimes you'll wake up and you're on the hunt and it's just like it gets cold and then all of a sudden it gets hot and then it's just like every 15 minutes it change so it's
0: always unpredictable when you're hunting here sometimes mm, I imagine that's how That's how like brands like Sitka and stuff like that come about with all that gear that they sell. Because sometimes, for example, I'll be on the Sitka website and I'll be like, really, you need all this stuff. You need this big behind pack. You need this waterproof, this you need this warm weather, this this cold weather, that. But then it's different. Out here you know in new york whereas i could imagine like you said in the pacific northwest or out in oregon where you're at it's raining a lot and then the temperature can dip and then rise any second so you got to be able to adjust to all those changing conditions
1: yeah it, it definitely is i mean like i personally when i hunt or whatever i come i mean and i don't i can't afford the sitka and all the nice Gear, there is out there. I go straight to Walmart. I get, my, <laughs> I get my gear from there. You know, I'm I'm a budget hunter. I keep it real. You know, what I'm saying the only thing expensive I have is my bow. My bow is a Hoyt, and that is it. And um, I get all my gear from Walmart. And actually, I catch my stuff on sale. Man, I wait till the end of the season and then buy all my stuff.
0: <laughs> Dude, you you and me both. You and me like the gear that I've got now. I had um I got this um i bought my pants from an army navy store so i don't even have full camo i wear uh, a camo top and then like olive green pants that i got like i said from an army navy store then a hoodie uh, a zipper fleece and a long sleeve t-shirt i brought on the sale rack at uh at field and stream uh just because it was it was clearance and the only reason it uh it works for me because they all happen to be just a size larger just so that way I can layer up when the when the winter comes.
1: Right. That's exactly what I do, man. I always try to get like the, my pants are a little bigger they'll be yep. on me and stuff. And uh, my same as my shirts and stuff it's, and hoodies. It's just especially for me. Like, you know, I might when I wake up and I initially start hunting, it's cold. It's freezing. My hands are cold. You know, my face is cold. I got a mask on and everything. And then about by ten o'clock, it just starts warming up. You know, and I got to start peeling, leather, you know, like basically peeling layers off of me, like you know, putting in my backpack and stuff. And so my backpack, because I, I I'm rocking the uh the Alpha Z uh backpack, and I don't keep a lot of stuff in there. Just mainly the important stuff, whatever. I mainly that Alpha Pack Z. I throw my jacket and my hoodies in there, just to kind of like you know. So I'm, so I'm not carrying a whole bunch of stuff
0: mm. So it's a it's a lot of When you're elk hunting So it's a lot of hiking then right So you really yeah. do need a pack like that to carry all that stuff
1: Yes It definitely is man because you are hiking Going up and down You know cliffs Mountains you know hills Through the thicket everything So that pack I mean it, It's definitely Something I, I appreciate it. And I got it for a really great deal too let,
0: let me ask: Do you do you camp also when you're elk hunting, or is it like you just hunt for the day, um, and then go home, or like how do you do it?
1: I basically uh, usually when I go hunting and stuff, I you know I get it go by either a nearby hotel or I'm at you know out in the woods and I camp out there. It depends it depends what the area is. If it's super cold at night, then I'm a, I'm gonna be at a hotel. You know what I'm saying? But it's <laughs> like
0: I'm not playing.
1: Nah, I'm not playing. <laughs> but if not, I mean, these past, I mean, the past, the I want to say the past few years, I've been pretty much staying out there and hunting. You know, staying out there, sleeping out in the woods and stuff. These past three uh three years, the first two years here in the, like when I started hunting here in the Northwest, I stood at hotels and stuff. I just couldn't handle the the, the coldness. But then eventually, kind of just grew on me, and I was like, all right, I can handle this
0: got it got it all right well so check this out right now we're in the middle of may this is the spring turkey season here in new york um is there a turkey season out in oregon
1: yeah there definitely is it just
0: got started
1: uh i want to say the 15th of i want to say either uh i want to say the, the 15th of uh april started i haven't got to hunt yet um of turkey. So I'm hoping by the end of this month I'm able to go, depending on my my work schedule.
0: Got it, got it. Now you you mentioned like before I even hit record on on this episode, um, uh, you had mentioned that not only do you uh bow hunt, but you rifle hunt as well. Do you rifle yeah. hunt elk? I rifle hunt coyote. Oh, okay, predator hunt, huh? How's yeah. that? What like? What's that like?
1: Oh man, it's fun. It's definitely a, a fun to do at first originally i did, i would just kill a coyote and you know out of just like just to help out friends and stuff or whatever that had farms mm-hmm. here in the northwest and then um one of my buddies told me hey man he's just like uh i know you got this thing about not wanting to eat coyote but have you tried it and i'm just like No, nah, i have not
0: hold on hold on this is a first you're talking about eating coyote
1: yep
0: whoa man, I'm just, okay i'm
1: and he was just like, I'm, he's like, you got to try it. I'm just like, nah, homie, I can't do it. He's like, look, <laughs> don't knock it until you try it. And I'm just like, all right. You know, I I, I, I said, I'm going to man up. I'm going to try this out. But I said, you know what? If it ain't good, then hey, then I know it wasn't for me. You know what I'm saying? I'll still come out here and pluck Coyote all day. All right. So he hooked it up. I mean, put it in the taco. I kid you not, man. Best
0: <laughs> taco I had. I love, Hey, if there's any way to wrap it up, a good. Hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm uh, here. Oh, okay. I'm oh, sorry. I don't know if you heard me, but I was saying, if there's any way to to make a a to make Coyote look good, would be to wrap it up in a taco and you know give it to you that way.
1: Yeah, I I, I kid you not, man. He hooked it up. I, I don't know what he did what kind of magic sauce of salsa he put on that bad boy, but I was just like, all right, this is good. We're going to roll with this. So, and ever since then, I mean, cause it's backstrap. I mean, I don't think I eat anything else of the coyote, but the backstrap I'll eat, you know, I don't think I eat anything else out that out that coyote. Definitely now.
0: Got it. Got it. All right. Dang. So, um, one of the things we had touched on was probably, you know, you being pro two way, we had spoken about that before I hit record. Is is it difficult out in Oregon like to, to to have your rifles, to have your guns, anything like that? Well,
1: I'm gonna tell you right before this whole pandemic, you used to be able to buy your gun the same day and and come home with it the same day. The same background check all in one day. You buy your gun really. Yep, and you was you was walking out the the store that day with your gun. Now since this COVID has hit, world, people are waiting two to three weeks to get
0: for their background to come in, ah oh, man, is it because of because of how many people are trying to get their guns now? Or oh, yeah, did the, did it's... the laws change or something?
1: No, the laws didn't change. This is because how many people are trying to get guns right now? You know, it's, it's I mean, because you got to think about it. I mean, when you seen all the ride, I don't know if it. I mean, if you if you've been living under a rock, you mean last year during the summertime here in Portland, it was crazy. It was wild.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you know, with all the protesting going on. And these police officers couldn't get to the people's homes and stuff, whatever. So people were buying guns like crazy. You know, it was, Mm -hmm. to me, it's kind of comical in a sense, because I met a a friend of mine. He owns a gun store here. And I can't say what name it was, but, you know, he puts this woman on speakerphone. She's screaming at him saying, why I can't walk out my gun right now. I want my gun. I'll give you extra money. He's like, I can't just give you your gun. I got to follow the rules, lady. She's just like... What i'm supposed to do i'm a soccer mom and i'm just like I, we all just started laughing we we're just like and he's just like he told us, next time vote for the right person
0: <laughs> <laughs> ain't that the truth it's funny because um i posted something i just reposted something i was telling you about and with uh if i'm saying his name right Colion noir and yeah. it's like with with the shootings that that's happening here in new york city it's like all the politicians believe that the answer is more gun control or stricter gun laws. And, you know, any any person car- carrying a gun illegally, any criminal, will tell you that stricter gun laws don't mean a damn thing to them. So prohibiting uh, an average citizen like yourself or myself from carrying legally only puts us in harm's way at the end of the day but you know i'm 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 not even gonna get into that i don't want to preach i don't want to preach but um but um all right so you know what i wanted to jump into the way i found you and which was through instagram um share with everybody what your what your instagram name is and so on it's
1: releasing fly uh oh one on instagram you know i'm just a guy that loves hunting fishing and shooting You know, I enjoy working out and stuff. Um, I just enjoy the whole aspect of like run, shoot, and lift aspect. Um, I just love the lifestyle. I can't get enough of it. You know, I mean, I live it, breathe it every day. I mean, eat, sleep, and poop it if I could.
0: You know what I'm saying? Now, you recently hit um, the thousand mile, thousand mile, the thousand follower um, milestone. So congrats on that, brother, for reaching a thousand followers.
1: Oh, I appreciate it, man, so much. I mean, I made a video, a quick, short little video, and I wanted to thank everybody, you know, because I started this, you know, release and fly, of, I want to say almost like six years ago, and, you know, I had someone that pushed me to do it and said, hey, why waste your time thinking about it when you can just go out there and do it? And the motivation that this person gave me from the bottom of my heart, I love them. I love I love you. And it's just I couldn't do it without it, you know what I'm saying? So the push, you know, and cause I wanted to start sharing, you know, what I did and what you know, a little bit of my life with people and stuff. And I'm a super like honestly, people might not know this, but I am really super scared of public people, of being in public. You know, I'm scared really? to death. Yeah. I don't like taking pictures. I don't like doing videos. I really don't. And this person pushed me. And I'm just like,
0: all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You, and I did it. I would have, I looking, looking at your Instagram page, I would have never thought that.
1: Oh, uh, man, Cliff, you don't know. I am like, I'm a super nerdy person. I don't even like being around a large crowd of people sometimes. I've, I've never been that guy. I used to be when I was younger. You mm-hmm. know, and then I kind of got older, and once I had a son, I just realized I didn't like being around people anymore. I don't know what happened, but I just stopped wanting to be around people and stuff. I just wanted to just focus on just living and hunting, fishing, and shooting. That was it. I didn't care. I mean, if you weren't in part of those three things, I was a part of. I don't want them to do with you. It was just and people like oh. people you. like. I mean, how are you gonna be like that? I'm just like, cause I, what, what's the point? I just wanted. To, I want to continue what I want to do, and I want to set a bar with people and stuff to show people hey this hunting community is a great community just check it out be a part of it you know you don't know what you're missing until you try this
0: nice nice so you said you have a son right yeah all right how old is he He's is, he is eight now does he does he kind of it show any interest in in hunting like like seeing what you do shooting your ball and such
1: Uh, he's been shooting his bow. I mean, he's been shooting a bow since he's been three years old. Oh wow! Um, Yeah, uh, he's he's the trip, man. He loves fishing. He he loves to shoot his bow. Um, he's into shooting. Uh, right now he's in the. He likes playing his BB gun. I I bring him out to the range and let him shoot his BB gun and stuff. But um, yeah, he he is into it. Um, he tells me all the time. He's just like, I can't wait till I'm old enough to hunt with you. So. I'm excited for that, you know, in about four more years, it'll happen.
0: That's what's up, man. That's what's up. You know what? I want to round out this interview with with, I guess asking you to share cause all right, because you and which I, I greatly appreciate because sometimes a lot of people try to put up a front trying like trying to trying to act like they know more than others and so on. But you were really honest in in sharing that like you've been out hunting elk for a while now. you still haven't shot one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if there's one tip that you could share with a new hunter, like somebody brand new, if there's one thing you feel like they should know, whether they're bow hunting, rifle hunting, shotgun hunting, and whatever animal they're hunting, what's that one tip you'd like to share?
1: Don't be cocky. Don't be cocky at all. Because that animal is stronger than you think it it is. Nice. so only thing I can really say about that part, I mean, for anybody that's out there getting into hunting or whatever, I mean, the other advice I can give them is like prepare your body. You know, you know, start going to the gym, put in the work in the gym, because the the more work you put in the gym, the easier the hunt's going to be for you when you're out there.
0: Nice, nice. All right, thank you, brother, man. I I totally appreciate you taking the time out to get on the line with me, man.
1: Man, no, I appreciate you even giving this opportunity. I've been following you since I got on Instagram, and it's just like when I saw your Instagram, i was like, all right, this dude looks just like me. I I think I could buy whatever. I mean, like, I mean, like, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, man, this dude is really doing his his thing, and he's living in the urban community and going out hunting. And I'm doing the same thing he's doing, just on
0: just on a different coast. You see, and you know, it's funny, and that's exactly how I felt finding your Instagram page. I was like, oh, here's a dude. He's out west. But he's doing the same thing. He's out there and whatnot. And I had really wanted to get you on, get these listeners here, you, and follow you, you know, check out your content and whatnot, bro. Yeah. All right, man. Yo, again, thank you for coming on. I truly appreciate it, bro.
1: I appreciate you, man. And uh, good luck on your next hunt, bro.
0: All right. Thank you, man. That's actually this week. This week, heading out turkey hunting. All right, man. All right, brother. Stay blessed.
1: All right. Be cool. Thank you. God bless, man
0: all right y'all that was reynolds santana i want to thank him again for taking the time out to uh sit and speak with me i thoroughly enjoyed that convo hope y'all did too all right so it's friday um if you're anything like me you're gonna be getting out in the woods tomorrow here in new york state um it is still we are still in the middle of our spring turkey season so uh yo wish me luck if you guys in in, uh you know hunting mode out in your neck of the woods i wish you luck as well all right so folks stay blessed and remember to respect the journey even when it's not your own